Hi, welcome to Claybrook Chats with Barb. As we sit here in Claybrook and chat, I will introduce you to some of my creative and interesting friends who live in a small community in Northeastern Ohio. Hopefully as we chat, you'll learn something new or educational, maybe humorous, but always positive. My goal is to have you pause at the end and say, wow, I didn't know that. And just maybe you will tell some of your friends and family about it and come back and listen to my next Claybrook chat. Talk to you later. Bye. Today, I have invited my friend Karen Christian to come and chat with me about empowered aging. Karen and her husband, Dean, are the owners of Christian House. That's an assisted living and senior health center. Christian House is located in the old Captain Taggart Elementary School building on Garfield Avenue here in East Palestine. I think everybody remembers where that is. It was once an abandoned building that they had renovated, and they've made it to feel like a warm, comfy home for their residents. They provide home health care, respite care for short-term needs, and adult daycare, along with rooms for up to 49 residents who now call it home. Christian House was recently voted Best of the Best for 2022 by the readers of the Morning Journal newspaper. We're going to chat a little bit about the options that we have to choose from as we progress down that road of life. Well, hi, Kar- hi, Karen. How are you hi, doing today? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Good. Well, as I already mentioned in my introduction, I invited you here today to talk a little bit about something called empowered aging, and it's a term that you have made up. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what it's going to do is take us through all the steps that we as the older generation have to go through, mm-hmm. either for ourselves or for a family member. Correct. Uh, going from, you know, maybe we need some help at home. Where do we go to get it? Who do we call? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's take mom as an example. We'll use this imaginary okay. mom. I can do that. So we'll kind of follow her or take her through all the steps and what the options are that we would do as her daughter, or if it was us that we would need to be aware of. So before we get started, why don't you tell me a little bit about the wonderful thing that you've created in East Palestine called Christian House. Thank you. Well, Christian House is a converted old school. We uh, made it into an assisted living. We have home health, respite, and adult daycare services as well. And we've been in business since 2017, so we were doing really well. And then we had the pandemic, so we're recovering like every other everybody else, but we're doing fine. And uh, it's been a joy. It's really been a joy. Well, I spend a little bit of time there. A couple times a week, I go in and do exercise classes yeah. with some of the residents, and I love it. They are just and they love you. They are just my best friends now, and it's one of the best places or one of the best things that anyone has done for East Palestine residents because when you get older and you need some additional care you don't have to leave town right you can stay here and that way your family can come and visit more often and the, and the services that you provide there are wonderful so I want to thank you for doing this that's nice to hear thank you okay so what are we going to do about mom 
Well, this is real easy for me to talk about because I was in that position of what do I do about mom? My mom developed Alzheimer's and uh, that was back uh, maybe 2000, year 2000. And there was very little of quality services for people with Alzheimer's. So this is a subject that's dear to my heart. The first thing that I think, you know, I'm going to kind of keep it generic and not my mom's story, but the first thing I think everybody has to recognize is that there's trouble at home. You know, she, mom is forgetting or mom is falling or she's not eating, she's losing weight, or you check the pillbox and her medicines aren't being taken on time as they should. I mean, this is a common, this is everybody everywhere issues. So you say, okay, how do I, um, solve this. So you try to do it yourself and then you become the mother and that doesn't work well because they get mad at you because you're bossing around and the whole drama. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. I was the evil daughter. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get it. So then you think about hiring help. So you have a couple avenues you can do. You can hire somebody personally that you know, that you trust to come in, or you can hire a company to come in. And you can say, I want X amount of hours a day. I want a shower. I want meals. I want dusting. You dictate what that, particularly what you need. But that is basically expensive care because you're paying one person hourly um, to do that kind of care. And if you hire a company, that could be somewhere between $20, $22, $24 an hour. Mm -hmm. So if you do five hours a day, that's a significant amount of money for um cleaning and cooking and bathing type mm -hmm. of, you know, short-term care. But sometimes it's very necessary mm -hmm. because what you're trying to do is figure out, can we stop the slide? Can we fix it with a little bit of something? So mm -hmm. that's your first to, to stabilize the situation, keep her safe. So then you go to your doctor and you say, um, I'm having issues with my mom. So he'll, he'll give you advice, do urine checks, do medical checks, give a clearance. Okay, it's not, not anything medical on my end. This is the way it's going to be. So now you have to, to um, determine the long-term strategy of how are we going to do this. Because depending on her age, depending on her finances, there are decisions to be made. One of the things that you can do even now is contact jobs and family services in Columbiana County, and they're in Lisbon. And I do have the contact information if you want me to include that. But they do senior services. And um, the home care, um, like I said, is private payer assisted living uh, or assistance based on income. And they'll determine that upon your application and their interview with you. So the type of services that they provide, senior services, is guardianship, homemaker care, extermination, dumpster services, representative payee, and minor home repairs. And this is something that we pay on our tax levy for the elder care in our county. So that would be the first place I would go to see what is she eligible for. Now you take that information and then you decide, is this something that fits for us? You know. So that would be if, uh, I think my mom and dad utilized that with some insulation in there their house yes. or yes. Uh, one a time a furnace mm -hmm. update. Things like that, you know, a ramp, you mm -hmm. know, grab bars and safety bars in your mm -hmm. in your bathroom. So that that's that's always a good idea to let them come out and do an assessment and see where the weakness is. Because if it isn't an issue now, it's going to become one. It's going to become one. And um, I think that by knowing 
at their financial level, what your out-of-pocket costs it will be, you'll be able to determine what path I'm going to go down because there's a lot of roads you can go, mm -hmm. a lot of things you can do. So the for just anybody that's interested in that, the number for the senior services at the Jobs and Family Services is 330-420-6694. And ask about the senior citizen services. Okay. And that's how you can start the ball rolling and, and get that information. You're just gathering data at this time. So the next thing um, I just want to say that there is a option for veterans and some spousal uh, uh, benefits as well. That if you think you're eligible for those, you should call the uh, Columbiana County VA. And that phone number is 330-424. 7214. And what they'll do is they'll go through the uh, the length of service or if they were a, a veteran of wartime, not necessarily fighting in a war, but declared war, then they are eligible for a benefit that most people don't know about. And it can be up to $2,000 a month. Oh my goodness. So it's a significant benefit. Yeah, so it's worth investigating. It's, that's exactly my point. This is your gather, data gathering. You're trying to figure out my plan. How am I going to take care of mom? So you get all that information and you say, okay, I can do this. We're going to have somebody come in three hours a day and just keep the ball rolling. And I'll come in when an evening and I can on, you know, you get your schedules made and, and we might buy some time, mm -hmm. but you know, coming down the road, there'll be more decisions to make. So the next thing you do is you go to the doctor and says, oh, I see another weight loss. There's more decline. Let's get some home health in there. So you have home health come in, and that could be skilled nursing, occupational therapy, physical therapy, uh, speech therapy, home health aid. And they all would come in for a short period of time, paid for by insurance, um, and we everybody would do their evaluation and give the, the under the doctor's order. Now, now, does my doctor arrange for that, or am I supposed to be looking for home health care? Well, Where do I find these people? You have a right to pick whatever home health agency you want. So if you have a relationship with somebody from before you and you trust them, pick them. But if you know you don't and but you don't have to take what they give you, you can say, I want this person or I want that person. You have that right because it's your care. Okay. But they they sometimes don't give you the choice because this is what they always do. They don't think about it that as a choice and as, that it might be important to you to have a choice. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you choose who you think works best for you, for you and your situation. And the doctor orders it, the insurance pays for it. And we answer to the physician and say, these are the deficits that we see. Maybe we can change this medicine from this time to this time. She won't fall because she'll be sleeping or, you know, however we come up with and we try a short-term intervention thing. And they also bring in like the physical therapists or the occupational Correct. therapists, things like that. Work on gait and balance, mm -hmm. um, work with um, life skills of dressing, putting their shoes on because they start wearing slip-on shoes and pull up elastic pants because they can't manipulate the button or the, the sock putter the on sock her. The sock putter on her, the whole bit. <laughs> That's all that that's at this point, you know, we bring all those tools. Uh -huh. So what you see is, can they, can they learn? They all can learn, but will they continue to do it is more of the issue. So you go through skilled care and, you know, the skilled services gives the doctor their assessment and the doctor decides, okay, 
but mom is still declining. So what do we do? So sooner or later, she's going to fall. She's going to go to the hospital and they're going to tell you that she's unsafe to live alone or she needs to go to rehab. So rehab skill and skilled nursing is kind of like synonymous anymore. They have rehabs in skilled nursing facilities. So you go to rehab and you get some kind of therapy multiple times a day, supposedly. So that's the goal. A lot of people can't do that, won't do that. And a lot of services um, might forget sometimes. So you have to stay on, on it that they're getting the services that their insurance is paid for. So now you're getting it daily. Whereas when we were coming in at home health, it was a couple times a week. So now we'll do an intensive and see if we can get their gait better or will they learn to walk with a walker or whatever rollator or whatever the therapist think is the right thing. So then the determination is made at that point, whether they could live alone or somebody has to be in the home or they can't go home depending on the severity of their decline. So then you talk about staying in a long-term care situation. So long-term care could be assisted living or it could be more in a skilled type environment, long-term care. Um, most skilleds have a, a division of long-term care in them, especially around here. So assisted living basically means you need help with your personal care. You need, you know, fed on time, laundry, cleaning, you know, just the, the general care, your activities, activities of daily living. And uh, you need help with that. But you're not a flight risk. You're not um, a behavior issue. Uh, so that's more equivalent of, a, of an assisted living. Now, assisted living, you can have dementia and go into an assisted living if you're um, dementia is not aggressive. So that is a, that is a doctor will say, yeah, she can go to assisted or, you know, uh, maybe, maybe not. But one thing, you know, I think that, you know, we need to maybe someday come back and do a dementia because it's too much to do in one podcast, but dementia is going to explode here as we age. Mm -hmm. And we need to know how to how to address it and how to do it. And the number one best thing you can do for your mom at this stage is to get her a psychiatrist. And I know it sounds terrible and, and you know kind of has a little stigma, but it shouldn't. It's just like diabetes or it's like cancer. You know, it's a disease of the brain, and the psychiatrist is the doctor of the brain. So they have medicines that can not fix it, but can quell the behaviors that are unsafe, um, the impulses, the anger can just a little bit. So you don't want to snow them and you don't want to turn them into, you know, sitting in a chair drooling as you, you know, you think of when they're in a, you know, over-medicated, but some psych medicines have really changed and they've changed the quality of life for dementia people immensely. And I've learned this firsthand from my mom. So, um, it sounds like something we should be doing as a separate podcast then. I think so. I, I really do. About that. Good. And, um, it's, and, you know, and to be honest with you, in my experience, you know, I might play with six psych meds and if my six don't work, I go, okay, you fix her because this isn't, this is what I'm comfortable assessing. And 99 times out of a hundred, it's, it's good enough. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it keeps them to be able to be calm and they might not understand everything that's going on around them, but they're not agitated by it. So that person can stay at an assisted living level. 
if it is a more agitated state, then they need to go to a more skilled or secured level. So that's how we determine where everybody can go. That's the gist of um, uh, the range. Now you can take each thing and break it down to where you are at. And we could probably come up with some kind of sheet that, you know, you can maybe link to the bottom of your podcast or something. I don't even know if you can do that, you know, to say, you know, remind that at this point, maybe this assessment is due or at this point, this assessment well, is due. Actually, or call a nurse, you know. Well, actually, I could put that on my uh, Facebook page there you go. as information there. there you so go. whenever I'm looking at putting my mom somewhere, mm -hmm. what are the questions? What, what should I look for whenever... I go, obviously, I need to go and visit yeah, these you facilities. You need to see. And I don't have to go where the hospital or the doctor recommended. Right, I can you go anywhere you want. Okay. Because assisted living is private pay. It's not insurance pay. Okay. So um, it's nobody's business but yours where, mm -hmm. where you decide. So what I would do is I would go and I would tour. And then I would get the general layout. And then I would go back and tour during a meal. And I would see what they're eating. I would see how many people are there working with them, the work to, to um, resident ratio. You might want to ask that, you know, how many people are on in this shift or how many people do you have and how many aides do you have on? And, you know, if you get a, a ratio of one to 10 or one to seven, I mean, that's terrific. If you get a ratio of one to 25, wow. you know, you may yeah. want to say, hmm, you know, maybe not, you mm -hmm. know, so unless it's really, really low level, you know, so, I would look at the ratio. I would look at the cleanliness. I would smell, smell it and see that what you do or you don't smell. And I would talk to the nurse because the nurse is the one you're going to have to talk to the administration, of course, but the nurse also is the one that you have to connect with to trust with the medical plan for your mom. Mm -hmm. And I think that it it's a good five minute conversation of, you know, what do you think? And, What's your philosophy or, you know, this is good, get good one-to-one -one with that nurse and say, you know, this is my mom and I love her to death and I'm afraid I'm nervous and, you know, we'll take care of her. And the reassurance, just knowing, okay, I, I got this. You know, one thing I did uh, one time, I'm going to go off, off a little bit here. I put my mom in a skilled place because she couldn't stay at an assisted living anymore. And I wrote a letter to the staff like I was her. And I hung it on the bulletin board and I said, my name is, you know, and I said, and, you know, you would never guess by looking at me now, but I used to love to wear red lipstick. And I had this beautiful red dress and my girls bought me and I went on down the line and I love to laugh and play cards and, you know, I'm a jokester and, you know, it's just the things. And I made her real. I cannot tell you how many people to this day know me because of that letter. Uh -huh. I walked in the Eagles and the bartender said, Karen. I'm like, what are you doing here? She goes, I took care of your mom. You know, type, type of thing. And so that that little show them your vulnerability and they won't step on it. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have time for that, then you don't have time for them. Well, and you don't have to keep them there, right? You do not. So you, you know, do have a right to. You have a right to leave anytime. And most contracts in the assisted living world have a 30-day notice. Some, are, some will make you adhere to it. 
some will say, if you don't want to be here, I, I want you to go. I don't want you to be here. And it's, I'm going to let you out of your contract. But that is in a contract that you sign, you know, of the 30 day notice, but most, most anymore. Like, well, I can't say that because I don't know me. Um, whether you adhere to that or not is up to you. Yeah. Um, let's go back for a minute and go over the a couple of the terms sure. that you used. Sure. Um, not everybody is into the, the medical terms. Um, you talked about skilled and unskilled. Correct. So there are skilled facilities and unskilled facilities. Correct. Correct. What What is the distinction or the difference there? Skilled facilities are all the staff is licensed. Either your RNs, your LPNs. Your aides, everybody is licensed. You know, they take an, a, a school course, they pass the test, and they get a license. In assisted living, they don't necessarily have to be skilled, although there's probably more of a combination of some skilled and some not skilled. They have to be proficient because you're providing ADL care. You're providing um, cleanliness, feeding, medicines. That's just under the skilled nurse. That's that though. But um, so there's a difference in the licensure of the um, of the staff. And ADL is activities of daily living. I'm okay. sorry. Yes. So that's bathing, eating, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning, getting dressed, getting medicines. You know, that's skilled though. Mm-hmm. But um, so the uh, thing that you want to know, like if if they have a skilled need, they have a trach or vent. Or, or something that it requires RN 24 hours a day, they cannot be in assisted living. Okay. If it's medicines, we give our nurses give medicines, but they aren't necessarily there 24 hours a day, but they are available on call. Okay. So that's so, so we've got mom through. She progressed from the staying at home to needing some additional care and trying out the uh, rehab, mm-hmm. and then we put her in uh, assisted living mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. and now she's still not doing so well. Right. So if that's the case, and she's still safe staying in assisted living, but we know there's a decline, there's a weight loss, there's not a, an appetite, um, her body's shutting down, she can go on hospice. Okay. So what hospice is, and hospice gets a bad rap in the older crowd, they think, oh, she's going to be dead in three weeks. You know, that's not necessarily true. Not that it doesn't happen that way, but hospice is if they think that you may die within the next six months. And that's could be anybody that's losing weight. If they, yeah. you know, my mom, I mean, she didn't have anything. You know, she lost 10 pounds, she'd be emaciated, you know, so it's not hard to lose 10 pounds. So you put them on hospice. Here, Here's the beauty of, of assisted living. Most assisted livings, you may want to ask if they'll let them age in place, decline in place there, which means they can go from assisted living in that building and stay, go on hospice and die there. Oh, so that's probably have, more comfortable yeah, for them too. They know everybody. It's their, it's home mm-hmm. and, you know, and, you know, their family's comfortable with the, the support that they're going to get from not only the hospice company, but the assisted living staff as well. So, um, the, once you go on hospice, you can't have home health anymore. But once you're on home health and we see that there is a, a decline, you can have palliative care, which is like pre-hospice, kind of like an intro to hospice, for lack of a better term to say. But palliative care gets the relationships built and gets somebody else, another nurse looking at the, at the um, 
uh, case and saying, let's try maybe change this med and let's try this one. This I've seen this happen before and sometimes it's very valuable. So the assisted living staff and the hospice staff or palliative care staff start working together and it becomes really obvious that this person is hospice and then you see them till they die. Yeah. So. Well, the mistake we made when my dad got sick, we waited too long. Yes. We called hospice, they came one day and he passed Dying. away the next morning. So I'm sure if they're under assisted care or assisted living, that's a nice way to transition. It is. Instead of leaving Waiting it up to the family. Critical, right. yeah. Because what you're looking at is a decline and you need those medications like right now and they may, may or may not be there. Mm -hmm. So whereas if you, you look at hospice as another professional set of eyes that specialize in the, the, the dying person, spiritually, physically, emotionally, family support, grieving counseling, they do it all. It's really, hospice is really a nice program and it's free. It's paid for by your by your insurance. By Medicare, we learned that yep. in, on the yep. other podcast I did. Yeah, so. it's paid for. So this is something that if you qualify for hospice, you should take it. Mm -hmm. Because I've actually had cases where, I sound like I'm pro-hospice, I guess I am. <laughs> um, uh, I've had cases where the when they go on hospice they take them off all, most of their meds mm -hmm. and they rebound because their liver gets untoxed and they they rebound and they do well we kick them off hospice and we put them back on home health we give them pt they live six three four five six more months you know so but, but as they're in, improving they don't need to be on hospice mm -hmm. but then when they start declining because it's like a honeymoon it peaks and then it comes down again then you put them back on hospice again so you, you can go right be between yeah, the two you can't go on and off yes, hospice you can i've heard and you people, can change hospice if you don't like your hospice company you can fire them oh. and get a new hospice company and it's all taken and care it's of all with taken care insurance of. yes that's wonderful to and know. same with home health. If you don't like your home health, you can fire them mm -hmm. and you can get a new home health. Yeah. Well, you've kind of given us a lot to think about. It's kind of a, a little bit of a roadmap as to we're all going to go down that road sooner or later. And um, if you have any questions, uh, where do you go? Do okay. Can they just call you? They can always call Christian House, always. Mm -hmm. I yeah. know I did. I called uh, from the hospital mm -hmm. when they told me, at the hospital, we're going to release your mom tomorrow. You have to put her somewhere. And I'm like, ah, yeah. what am I supposed to do? And I thought, I'll just call you and say, what do I do? Where would you send your mother? Mm -hmm. Or I, in the place that they, that, uh, I think your the manager, Brenna, Brenna, mm -hmm. uh, recommended was perfect. Yeah, and she got good care there. She didn't like it, but she got good care. So it's just something that, you are a resource. You're there for anybody in East Palestine. Right. Doesn't, if you're not my patient, doesn't mean I won't talk to you. Right. And they can stop in mm -hmm. at any time mm -hmm. and, and take a look around, mm -hmm. talk to the people. Uh, come and see my exercise classes. They I'm so proud of them. Anyway. You know what I mean? If they're from this area, everybody yes. knows everybody. That's yeah. one thing I learned. You know, yeah. can't talk about anybody. We are all related <laughs> one way or one of those small town things. Well, I want to thank you for taking the You're time welcome. out to come. And I really would like to have you come back and talk about some of these would, other issues I because like so, um, they're, they're vital and they're important for us to know now. And, you know, in any way we could get it out there is, is important. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I commend you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. This so, is my new adventure for this I year. I can't so. wait till next year to see what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll still be doing this. I don't know. I think you're going to do well with this. Because 
there's a lot of pertinent issues that people need somebody that they trust and you're it uh -huh. to guide them through the mind storms, you know, and if you're not in it for the money and you're not trying to take them, you know, to the bank, people are going to listen. Yeah. We just want to share information and care and brag a little bit about yeah. what we have going for us yeah. here. Yeah. Um, there's so much negativity out there and they're going, Oh, this is a dying town and all of that. It's not, there's a lot of good things happening. We just have to know where they are and who to and call support them. And, and, and it and is everybody here supports everybody else. We're all in this together. That's right. So thank you very much. And uh, I really appreciate this. No problem. My pleasure. Okay. I want to thank Karen for taking time to come and chat with me. As we discussed our imaginary mom and the options that we had in taking care of her, I hope you gained some insight on questions to ask, what your rights are, and where to go for help. I hope you have all had one of those I didn't know that moments, or maybe even a few of them, as you listen today. On the thing, one of the things Karen explained to me was that as we have aging parents, our roles reverse. Your mom becomes the dependent and you become the mom. The goal of Christian House is to take on the daily responsibilities of taking care of your mom or dad so that you can go back to being the daughter or son and then just be there to enjoy the time you have left with them without stressing over the daily details. Thank you again, Karen, and I will definitely look forward to chatting with you again on other age-related topics. Would you please now take a minute and check out the Claybrook Chats Facebook page? I will post information on upcoming interviews that I am sure you will find interesting and educational.